So tonight, we're going to be interviewing Patty Pelton, who does product placement for films and television shows. Hi, everybody. I started out as uh, as an actress, and as you know, Nancy, my claim to fame was a league of their own, one of the players, one of the peaches. How I got into the product placement was I was producing some of my own projects um, and having to, you know, get out and get on the phone and either raise money or save money somehow, whether it was on location or whether it was uh, with product placement or whether, you know, it, it was uh, fundraising or whatever it was in order to get my projects made. And a friend of mine who I had worked with uh, said there was an opening at CSI New York for product placement, which I didn't know I was already doing that. Um, I thought, well, I don't, I don't know anything about that. But they, uh, I had a great producer, Vicki Williams, and also Anthony Zyker, who's the creator of CSI New York, decided to give me a go, and and I did that for eight years, and I became an associate producer on the show. And in between, I was doing features. I, I, you know, would call and and call production companies or call uh, studios and and do consulting for them, like on Daddy's Home. I that was a film that I worked on with with Paramount. And then eventually um, I ended up working at Paramount Studios for a while uh, as their director of brand integration in their marketing department doing product placement. I think the first question that I'd like to spend a few minutes talking about is, could you make a definition for sponsorship versus product placement versus brand integration? Product placement is something that you take a product and people come to you or I go to a PR firm whatever the need is of the production if the production I go to the script first I look at that and I go hey you know they, they mentioned a coffee shop or they're doing a scene where they need uh, snowboards or they're doing a scene you know where they need toys or something and, and my job is to look at the script and also talk to the producers and say here's where we can save a lot of money you know like ex- for an example Extent was a TV show I did with Halle Berry for two years my job was to get the robots to get all the sci-fi help with the sets and help the set decorators and help the art department, help the props people and, and anybody, you know, craft service and to get product for free to save their budget so they're not spending that budget on renting, you know, DNA machines. I help them save money and think outside the box on how we can get this product for free and return it at the end of the show, or if it's a food item or something like that, of course, it doesn't get returned. You also can use um, product placement or or brand integration for things like, like you said, when people need a coffee shop or people need a restaurant or people need a hotel. Yeah. If they want to shoot in Bed Bath & Beyond, there might be an opportunity where Bed Bath & Beyond will say, look, I I would love to to have this scene take place in Bed Bath & Beyond. We can give you the location for free. You know, we'll we'll shut the, the the store down for a certain amount of time, and we can let you shoot in there. And um, we just want our logo scene, and and uh, you know, in that case, it could be a location. There mm-hmm. might be an empty space that I might go into, and they want to make it a coffee shop. And so I would help them take that empty space they're renting and say, okay, let's let's turn this into a coffee shop by getting product placement and filling the space, you know, with the coffee and with the with the with the machines. And so. It, it can work that way, and then the distinction with brand integration, which is a brand might say, look, I really love the script. We've okayed it. We want to talk to you about a money deal, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, and then you have to go over the specifics of what it is that, that their demands are, what they would do in, 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 in reference to that exchange for, you know, their product uh, being but- in the scene. 
if I'm going to have a talking car and Tesla really likes my script, it might be the case that they go, okay, we'd like you to make that car, a Tesla yeah. car. It means that the brand actually becomes central to the show in some kind of way. Or it can be background. You know, the pro- I mean, it could just be set dressing. It could say, look, you have a bar and you have to fill it with alcohol. You know? Oh, you mean like on Cheers when they when they have yeah all those brands that they had behind the bar at Cheers. Yeah, you know? I mean, I don't I don't know what the clearance issues were back then, but yeah, I mean, you know, you they either send you empty bottles and mm-hmm. you just fill it up with the color, you know, and they're allowing you, you know, of course there's there's paperwork that has to be signed with all this, but they're mm-hmm. allowing you to use their alcohol in the scene, and they ship you either the empty bottles. Mm-hmm. Or they'll ship you the alcohol and just say, "Look, we don't we don't expect that back. We know it's not coming back." And then you, your set deck can go in and stack the shelves with all of that stuff. And and you know the thing. And so there's the, the only difference is there's a, either a product placement where it's it's they're giving you stuff for free, mm-hmm. and you have to take care of it and make sure it gets returned. And mm-hmm. they just want the exposure and they sign off on it saying it was mm-hmm. okay. Or you make a money deal with a, a brand which is usually what this, a lot of times the studios are doing. When you see Transformers and you see Caterpillar, that, that's a deal that's been made, you know, that's possibly. Is sponsorship the same thing? In other words, let's say that I'm Uber and I'm trying to make uh-huh. it so that people know the brand name and mm-hmm. they say, oh, here's an opportunity. You're going to have a film where people use a car service and instead of calling a cab, they're going to call an Uber. Um, is that would that be sponsorship? Is that or is that just another example of brand integration? I, I think um, that's more of a brand integration because you're verbalizing it. But you know, I, I I did something once where I did a product placement for an independent film, and part of the deal was that, and they could do it because they were independent film. Part of the deal was they wrote into the script the name of the brand, and the guy, the actor, verbally says, "Hey, this is blah blah blah," and it was a really natural integration into the script it wasn't like hitting people over the head with it it was like he had to do it because of what his job was and then he's explaining something and he used the brand name but that was in order to get these kitchen sets or whatever I was going to do that was something I had to talk to the writer producer about and say they're willing to do it if you can write it into the script you know now television of course that's that gets trickier Mm-hmm. You know, television is has all the clearance issues, you know, more clearance issues and also more stand, dealing with standards and practices. So it, it, there's so much to it. It's it's more complicated than people actually realize the, the whole product placement thing. It's not mm-hmm. just, hey, I'm going to put a bottle of water there, you know, and I like mm-hmm. to work with the, with the crew because mm-hmm. I know what their needs are, what they're up against, and I know how to talk their language, and I know what the brands are looking for because they're protecting their brands, so... If mm-hmm. we say this, this is what you've got to do. Otherwise, the brand's going to be mad. So sponsorship would be like brand in- integration then? Yeah. Right? I, I mean, yeah. So I mean, the sponsorship, if you're, you're going to use that word, that's more of like say you're doing a nonprofit event and you're looking for sponsorship. Like we want okay. to sponsor a table. So that's, yeah. Okay, cool. It, it would be the same, yeah. What makes companies decide that they want to do brand integration or do product placement? Their main concern is their one, their dollars, and, and, and two, wh- what the film can do for them. Is it a film that has got a cast that they're interested in, in being seen with? Is there a good distribution deal that they know that their brand's going to be seen? 
sometimes it's just because I know them and the, and I've worked with them in the past and I say, look, I really would love it if you would do this film, you know, as long as you agree, you like the scene and you think it's it's okay for you to be in and, and, and you know, could you please help the project help me since we have a working relationship. There's all kinds of different things that you can offer a company to make it appealing. Obviously, they want to do the Mission Impossible. But you'd mm-hmm. be surprised how many people don't want to necessarily do a big film because it doesn't fit their brand or it doesn't do anything for them or they don't feel like it's in the brand's interest. You know, it's not just, hey, I've got a big film and anybody's going to want to do it. They aren't going to do it for something that's uh, in opposition to their to their Absolutely. particular brand. Like That's what you're talking about, Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola is probably pretty touchy. It really depends on how big the brand is and what it is that they're trying to to do you know i mean you'd be surprised some brands you would think oh they won't want to do a horror horror movie and they're like oh no we love doing horror movies that's right up our alley that's the kind of stuff we love to do you know mm-hmm. uh, and and so they said that hits our our age bracket that hits our marketing needs that you know and then again you know sometimes i'm just dealing with pr companies that are like uh sure um they already know what they're their brands are interested and not interested in. And and then sometimes they'll say, well, if you can rewrite this and kind of do this, because our brand does, say if you have a medical machine that doesn't really do that. So so adjustments are often made to scripts, whether it's television or whether it's film. The story, and I think it's true, that Steven, when Steven Spielberg was making E.T., he wanted to have a candy that he could lay out, you know, for the, for the uh-huh. alien to follow. And he couldn't get M&Ms on the phone. <laughs> For some reason, it just didn't work. So finally, he just said, fine, we'll just do Reese's Pieces. And is it, and so that's how Reese's Pieces became known, you know, Absolutely, in such a huge yeah. way. It just totally burst out. Is it the case that there there are brands that are looking for that kind of opportunity on a regular basis? They're looking for something that might ha- that might happen in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, wouldn't that be a dream? you know, that mm-hmm. you end up in something like that. When you, Here's the other thing about this. When I say, hey, you're going to give me this stuff, that doesn't necessarily mean that the brand's going to be seen. You know, if there's a money deal in place, then you have to try to make that happen, you know. You have to do what it is that you guys have signed up to do with this brand. If there's a paper mm-hmm. money deal, doc, you know, there's there's lawyers going back and forth. But if it's, if it's something they're giving you, that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be seen on camera. That's the chance they take. Mm-hmm. You know, unless it's actually like CSI New York, I had an actual, you know, machine that was going to be used in that scene with a close-up, and that brand is going to get seen. It's 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 in the script. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't know what angle they're going to shoot it at. I don't know how quick it's going to be. But you mm-hmm. can't always guarantee that either. Is it the case that people share, that the filmmakers might give the um, brands access to the footage that was shot because I swear I've seen commercials like you talk about transformers. I think mm-hmm. I've seen commercials like car commercials that actually incorporate transformers footage. And I might be wrong, but I I'm almost certain that I've seen that. Uh it's an area that I do. I kind of do marketing, mm-hmm. but that's a whole division of marketing that the studios would do. And mm-hmm. and that's a deal made and that's how that stuff ends up happening. I'm talking about if you're watching an independent film fan that's been sold to Netflix and there just happens to be um car or something. And there it is. There's like, I did it with a friend. They needed food trucks and I mm. did it with food trucks and they gave us the food trucks for an episode and they were seen, 
you know, just being kind of a, a cowboy out there, you know, or cowgirl. Well, um, I think it's it's just really entrepreneurial, right? I mean, it's just, it's it just it, yeah. it's it's and it's a way that a lot of times um, filmmakers who are new to the business or it just isn't something that doesn't occur to them because the only way they think about monetizing their film or the only thing, way they think about reducing their costs, you know, are limited to just you know I want to get a good distributor or um, right. I want to get a good deal, and that's right, not. Right. This is different from that. Can you talk for a few minutes about how these de- deals are structured? Well, for television, it's it's um, you have to be aware of your clearance issues. Everything that you bring in, every brand that you bring in, there has to be a, a, a something signed saying we've agreed to be part of your project. That's the producer the does, or not the who who has to sign that? The company, the brand has to sign. The pr- producer signs it, saying and well, the brand signs it and the producer signs it. You both mm-hmm. sign it, and mm-hmm. that way, um, when you're getting all this stuff coming in. And it shows up on camera. They said, "Look, it's, we've we've agreed to it. You can do that. You want to be careful, you know. Again, then how do you be careful with the brand? Just be careful with it because that's where they get upset if you say, hey, it's going to be used this way,' and all of a sudden you're killing someone with it, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but um, that's a, that's something that's signed off and um, uh, standards and pre- and that's a, those are clearances. And then there's somebody who does clearances who is a person who actually you hire, who makes sure that everything in your script is cleared and artwork is cleared. And the art coordinator often works with that person or someone like me who would be a coordinator. I I don't do that kind of clearances, but I would coordinate with the clearance coordinator and Mm -hmm. make sure that things on set or things in the script or, hey, should we watch out for this? And they can say whether it's okay to go ahead or not. Because sometimes you just want to purchase something. You go, look, you know, I, I, I need some, you know, beauty products in this thing. Sometimes it's better just go buy it because mm-hmm. it's being used as intended and you went out and purchased it. Right. And then, and then, but you still get clearances in that, in that case, just because you don't, if, if it's people, uh-uh. you know, a seri- you don't have to do it if it's being used no, as not, intended? Not, not if you purchase it. Product well, placement, that's once, yeah, once you enter into the product placement world, you know, it's just, a, it really is just a standard release that people, everybody signs, everybody knows about it, everybody is aware mm-hmm. that they have to sign this release and that it's covering everybody saying, hey, here's some stuff, you can use it. And, mm-hmm. and that's just how you cover yourself. But I, um, And then standards and practices in television is a whole other thing you're dealing with, which is, um, hey, you know, you you sat on that computer, I won't say whose computer, for like 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. Like that's a commercial, as far as we're concerned, you know. For, really, so you the, it's the go- so you're saying that the the government has the, is it the FCC or FCC? So yeah. the FCC has a set of rules that says if you show a brand for a long period of time, then that represents a commercial, and in effect, it's it's tacit advertising. Or yes, mm-hmm. because what if you have then a a commercial for that computer right after? You know that that's consider to them it could be a commercial. You know, there there are all kinds of standards and practices rules that when when I'm working on a show and I'm doing the product placement, and this is what I did on CSI New York, is I talked to standards and practices daily and talked to clearances. And I had a great relationship with them. You know, we just worked together on what the rules are and I'd have to relay it to production. And um, uh, so... That's and 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 with that, that's kind of how that works, you know. But if you're doing an independent film, that's 
that's different. You're not dealing with standards and practices. So actually, kind of, can you explain that to me? So, so I don't even know what defines television these days. I mean, there's is there's cable TV, and then there's also Netflix is kind of like is kind. People refer to Netflix as television these days because it has episodic content. So, what actually defines television now? I, you know, that's a good question. That's changing, and I, I, I can't really. I don't. I don't think I can really answer that for you because it's changing daily. It's it's Netflix. Uh, I haven't worked with Netflix yet. I haven't worked on a Netflix production, but um, you know, I'm sure there's a, a, sep- a, a separate set of things going on over there that they're, however they're working. I wish I I, I could answer that, but I I do know that um, uh, I don't believe that they do product placement deals, and so they don't do money deals. They well, I mean, Netflix is. My understanding is that Netflix is pretty. Um, Netflix and Amazon have slightly different approaches. Amazon they tends do. to be more open and easygoing, and Netflix is very, you know, very controlling because for, you know, they both just, it's kind of their brand thing. But mm-hmm. when it, when you talk about standards and practice compliance, and so originally those were created for broadcast television like CBS, NBC, and so forth. Yeah. So the, mm-hmm. And they were created a while ago when, was it for kids shows originally where it first started happening, or where was it? Something about I think I thought it had something to do with toys. Like kids would watch, a, you know, the GI Joe cartoons, and then we for like an hour, and then right after that there would be a cartoon that said, "Here's a, you know, here we're going to show you the GI Joe toy," and mm-hmm. they would go and tell their mom, "You have to get me that toy." So right. they started creating this whole set of rules that govern. On I'm not broadcast. really sure when. The- it started mm-hmm. on broadcast, but I, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, of course they used to do the, the Ford commercials and all that kind of stuff in between, right. and I think gradually it, it just changed and changed. And the thing with product placement, it's an ever-changing thing that's going on, and now you have all the streaming going on, and and, and they're doing product placement. I mean, you'll, you'll see mm-hmm. products in there all the time. It's just um, uh, everybody has a different way of doing things, and, you mm-hmm. know, it's a little it's a little tighter, you know, on, on networks. Um because, mm-hmm. because uh, you know they're they've got children watching and everything else, and then all the and, and and they have rules, and and it's not just like product placement. It's also like, hey, you're showing too much cleavage, or really, you know, I did not know. Oh that. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's like, uh, oh, you know, there's you know you can you have to be careful certain words that you use, you know, when it's not a swear word, but you can't say certain words, or there's mm-hmm. all these kind of you know things and and that are different and then streaming and Amazon and Netflix and all of them are um you know everything is changing it's 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 constantly in change and flux and and the rules change and and especially with standards and practices that's a tough one cuz that, so, that so can you mm-hmm. so can you talk for a few seconds about um the like what can go wrong if like what happens if somebody uh, you have a producer, and they're producing um, uh, content, and they mm-hmm. fail to get clearances. So, you know, I'm producing, I'm producing my documentary on serial right. killers, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and or maybe episode, maybe a web series where I've got three or four episodes of, on serial right. killers, and I um, routine, I give everyone, every single one of them a coke, or I give, every, or you know, I make their cereal boxes like Cheerios and. Fruit Loops in the back uh-huh. of of 
you know, on the table as I'm interviewing these folks. Can you talk a little bit about what happens if you don't have the right clearances? Like what can happen or what does happen? Right. I mean, that's the thing. If you're doing a scene like that, you have to be very careful that you don't have any name brands in there. You don't want to do that because you do not want them coming after you. So would it be the brand that comes after you? Yeah. I mean, it's like, why would, you know, you don't want to cause that that trouble anyway. So, So clearances are really important that you are aware of what your scene is that you're doing and you have, the reason you have a clearance person is also you want to generate fake names on things. Because, really? Yeah. And you don't want, like, you just want it to say, hey, coffee. You, you, you know, if it's a scene with a serial killer, you have to be very careful of that. And so that's one of the reasons you hire a clearance person mm-hmm. and a clearance coordinator in addition to maybe product. I clear all my product placement. I clear it. But there's a specialist who actually does clearances who, who, uh, uh, we'll, we'll also generate fake names, check the fake names, make sure they're cleared for use, mm-hmm. and then you generate it out of your art department or whatever, and you, or you just take things, a bottle, and turn it around, make sure you get, that you don't see the, the name of it. That, that's one of the things that you have to be careful of. And um, if it's cleared and signed off by the product, and they're, and you, I'm always up front with, this is the scene, this is what's happening. Uh, you, you know, because think about it, this is going to, um, also go, you're going to go to sell your film or you're going to go to, you know, sell it to Netflix or something. You just want to make sure that they're not spending all this money fuzzing out (laughs) something that Mm -hmm. might be a problem later on. Mm -hmm. Um, But as used as intended, that's an argument right there. It's like, yeah, he's a serial killer, but he's eating cereal. But I'm shy on caution, caution, fake name. So that's really important to have a clearance person involved and, and, um, and I already do my own clearances on my products, so I know the stuff that I'm putting out or I'm handing you. I'll say mm-hmm. this is clear, cleared for you. You know, here it is, you know. Very cool. Um, yeah. So what happens if you violate um, the FCC standards and practices um, rules? Um, I don't know. I don't know what happens. I don't think it's good. I think it's. I think if I'm not mistaken, I think that it's because you've never had it happen to you. This is how you no, know. No, because I think. Had it to me. I think it. If, if I'm not mistaken, they levy fines, and uh, they can also pull your project. They can actually pull your project from release. So I well, think. Well, and also, you know, I'm sure they face that on a. There's probably stuff that goes on that I don't know about with mm-hmm. on their day to day that they have to deal with. I know that my relationship was always. In fact, on my website, you'll see I have a quote from Standards and Practices. Mm-hmm. Um, on there telling you, you know, how I've worked with them because I, I, you know, I, I don't know. You just, you know, look, it's your baby. It's your project. It's, and I'm, especially if you're an independent filmmaker, I mean, the studios have been doing this for, for a long time too, and it's, it's their baby. But if you're an independent filmmaker, you just want to project, protect your project, you know, and, mm-hmm. and it's right. It's good to have the right people in place so that that's what you do. And I did, I did this independent um, home suite hell with the, a friend of mine, A.J. Buckley, who's an actor, who was one of the producers on that. And that's one of the things I did with them is I just, I work, you know, I got them all their product, and if they had a question where I was coordinating something, I was, you know, I I had the clearance person eventually called me, and I had all the files and all the paperwork. I said, here you go. It's all cleared for you, you know. Mm-hmm. When you first work with a producer, let's assume that we're working for somebody who's producing an independent web series, or which is episodic, or um, an independent film or documentary. Can you talk for a few minutes about um, when when you want to see for, get your first look at get your first <laughs> get your first look at the project? 
Mm-hmm. No, I want to get, you know, it, uh, unfortunately it doesn't happen very often that I get, I might get like, hey, you know, we have two weeks or we're doing it next week or, mm-hmm. you know, how, I, and they call me in sometimes a little a little too late. Um, unfortunately, I try to impress upon them that the money that you're spending to bring me in early with the script that just has a few tweaks, even if I'm not supposed to talk about the script or send it out, at mm-hmm. least I know at that point what they're, what's, they start with the script and I start going and I break down the script. I say, you know, this is the product here. This could be this, this could be that, mm-hmm. you know, that way I can get to it sooner and I can get to the product sooner. And, and we also want to figure out shipping and do they drop off and all that, because don't forget, you're going to have shipping fees. If you, that's, that's something you want to, we want to avoid because what's the point of doing the product placement if all you have are shipping fees, you know? Mm-hmm. So, this is all stuff that it's so important to get you ahead of the game. And I love, I love to be in the meetings if I can too, because I don't have to be in all of them. I like to be in mm-hmm. meet with the producers right away and then mm-hmm. um, get signed down for the project and then meet with your prop people and your set decorators and say, get me your wish list as soon as possible. If a producer brings you a screenplay, says, I'm going to go yeah. into production, I'm in development on this, um, I'm currently raising money for it, et cetera. Is it, can you take the screenplay at that point, read through it, and make a list of the opportunities that are in that screenplay, um, potentially, you know, nothing's guaranteed until it's decided, but for right. locations and for locations and for product placement, perhaps brand integration. And also you can make suggestions that will make the script more palatable to um, the the kind of people who would be donating or contributing or paying for those um, integrations. Yeah, I can do that. I can say, here's the mm-hmm. breakdown of where I see your opportunities. And that's a great idea. I mean, if if an independent producer is putting that in and saying, this is what we want to raise and this is what our budget is and this is where we think we're going to save. Mm-hmm. I think every single, I think every producer, particularly anybody who's producing something over 500K, mm-hmm. should actually take time to look at the brand integration and um Absolutely. and product placement opportunities and incorporate that into their proposals because it's guaranteed that they're going to be reaching out to investors and it's another it's a way to reduce costs and it's a way to um, another revenue source and mm-hmm. also it allows them to incorporate your the, your resume and your background as uh, indicating that you're part of their team mm-hmm. which makes the project more fundable because uh, you've got a good um a good background Absolutely. I mean, and and again, that's that's the, you know, it's always interesting when I do talk to people about product placement. You can see how 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 much bigger this is. So, if these if you can bring this to your investors and 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 mm-hmm. they go, I never even thought of that. I mean, right. I didn't even know that's what because people say, I well, product placement. What is that? I don't. I even went to Sundance and I was talking to people and I had. A couple big producers say to me, product placement, how does that work? I mean, I'm big stuff. Like, how does that work? I think the problem is that there's not a lot of – the other thing that you mentioned is that you actually make the phone calls. And I think Mm -hmm. what happens is that that, um, it's it's an area of special expertise. So there are some producers who are really good at getting stuff for free, and you hear about them from time to time. Mm -hmm. But – um, and sometimes over time, if they produce a lot of things, like I guarantee you, Steven Spielberg's got a you know a product. Um, I, I can't I have to believe the guy's got a person that does product placement for him on every single project that he works on. Mm-hmm. It would be crazy mm-hmm. for him not to. Yes. But mm-hmm. there's but it's a rarefied um, it's a rarefied field. So well, I mean it's, that's you know that's, that's what I was brought in extent to do because I'd work with um, you know that was that was Amblin and um, mm-hmm. that was also a CBS 
thing. And, and I knew the producer before I had done CSI New York with him. And, and uh, at first he was like, oh, I don't think I, you know, I might not, you know, we talked. And, yeah, immediately he was like, yeah, we, we need you. We need you in-house. And, 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 that's, and I was on staff and, and working with production and in the meetings and, and, and uh, searching for things and, and, you know. Well, you, you're, was, the, you're the one who actually makes the phone calls because that's the other thing I was going to mention. Absolutely. Is, I is it's not, it, takes a, it means the producer doesn't have to go after that stuff. No. It means there's just who, some guy that you're actually going after making all those phone calls. And you're comfortable, you're comfortable contacting somebody you've never talked to oh, before absolutely. to say, this is an opportunity for you to be in this particular film. Here, I'll give you all the information. I'll follow up with you. So, in effect, you're kind of selling the, you're kind of selling the property of the film. Oh, absolutely, you know? and I think also, um, and they love that. Brands love it that they, hey, I didn't know about this project, or thanks for bringing this to me, or it's on our radar, let's talk. And and mm-hmm. I think also otherwise, here's the other thing that happens is you're, this all falls in on the set deck, art coordinator, and mm-hmm. perhaps the weight of this, when they're just trying to do, their, they're trying to do efficiently as they can. And here I am saying, hey, you know, you don't have to build that. You don't have to manufacture that because, and you don't have to figure out how to make that because I've got, I know exactly what they're looking for, and here it is, and mm-hmm. boom, here, show it to the producers. Prop guy goes, good, off my list. I don't have to deal mm-hmm. with that robot, or I don't have to, you know, go after, you know, or your set deck doesn't have to go off renting equipment that, that, that that's going to cost them a ton of money when I can just get the shit in for free, brand new mm-hmm. equipment. And the, the other you know. thing is, so the other thing is, if on the off chance that you're working with somebody, if you find, a, if you sign, you get a glance at the script, you have as it as development goes forward, and they get to the point, yeah, we're, you know, this is is good to go, and you actually make that first deal. It could mm-hmm. be the case that it could be the case that that gets the final un- investor on board because all of a sudden, you know, you're coming back and you're going, okay, looks like this is going to go forward, everything looks solid. Um, I'm mm-hmm. going to tell this brand this uh, brand about you, and they're going to they're willing right now to write a release that says that you can use this particular location for four days mm-hmm. of shooting. And mm-hmm. then you tell the investor, okay, this big brand this is now saying that we can actually use this location mm-hmm. for free, so we just saved X amount of money. So absolutely, it's, absolutely. It's the fact that you it, in effect, it's like the brand is endorsing you. It's not yeah. just you and it's not just you endorsing the brand, but it's the brand endorsing the production, saying, yeah, this looks credible. This Absolutely. looks like something that's going to go forward. And and I've done this I've done this for 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 years, uh, and so I have this 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 toolbox of people that mm-hmm. I've worked with over and over again. I mean, I, I I you know that I've gone to and and that we trust each other. They trust me. They you know they're interested in hearing about the project. They want to know you know how, how does mm-hmm. that work and everything. And so so um, you know that's also the benefit of having me is I I have a toolbox and if it's something that I haven't experienced before or done I have no problem going out there and saying okay I haven't done that before but let's do it let's let's right. go for it you know or if the producer has people he thinks if he knows what he wants um to get yeah. you can you can be the person that just goes out and makes that makes Absolutely. that first phone call and, and you know how to explain it in such a fashion that they that the marketing you know you've worked with the marketing departments before and the ad agencies before in the PR companies before because a lot of people don't understand what it's like to work with those folks their focus is entirely different I've had Absolutely. to work with ad advertising agencies before and their focus is entirely different Absolutely. from filmmakers. They're not. It's, it really is. What's in it for me? Every single second. What's in it for well, me? What's in it for it's, me? Well, um, it's uh, the one thing I, you know, I, I the one thing I know about myself is just that um, 
you know, I, I've, I've worked, I'm really, a lot of my friends are, are, are crew people, mm-hmm. um, along with people I, I have worked in marketing, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm working with the brands. And mm-hmm. uh, so I know what each player is trying to achieve. And that's my job is to go, okay, I get what you're trying to achieve and I get what they're trying to achieve, the crew, and it has to be there at a certain time. And, you know, let's, let's take the weight off the crew and let's, let's, let's marketing feel comfortable because I get it. You know, we can't go in that area because you guys are doing marketing for that. Mm-hmm. But we can go over here and do this. You know, I mean, that's what I do with studios when I'm freelancing as well. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I really uh, have been on all sides of it. I mean, from the agency mm-hmm. side, the PR side, the marketing side, the product placement side, the crew mm-hmm. side. So, um, so, so it's not a problem for you to if people. Uh, so it's not a problem for you if people reach out for, out to you for um, consultation after they've got a screenplay and they're just starting to roll into. They're just starting to roll into mm-hmm. development and packaging, and then if if they are actually already in production or they've already got a lot of, um, it's mm-hmm. okay if they reach out to you. You'd prefer not to hear about it, like you know, when they need something tomorrow. Is that sort of my understanding? Yeah, that's that's preferable. That's preferred, but that doesn't always happen. And I think you know, I think one of the reasons that happens is there's so many changes going on on their side, and they're waiting. They're waiting, like, mm-hmm. do we? You know, are we gonna are we gonna hire someone? Is we? You know, are we gonna? Are we, you know, and it's like. You should just pull the trigger and and get me on board as quick as you can. Mm-hmm. And if you if you want to hire me as a consultant and just to look at your script, then I can do a consulting. You know, right? With so you well, on I mean, that. during develop, I think I think it makes most sense. Um, I always recommend people. Like you know, I'm always talking to people when they're talking about producing their films. I said, you know, you have to have a line producer to do your budget, your budget, and yeah. shooting schedule. You just have to have mm-hmm. one. You can't just make up those numbers. It gets you in trouble. And <laughs> yeah. and you're obviously not going to engage that guy on a weekly basis because right. you're not you're not you're not rolling into production yet. You're just getting the stuff that you need to exactly. go into development. Uh-huh. And you may not actually even get to be the person that you shoot the film with because who knows what some somebody's going to demand. But exactly. the point is, you have to get you have to hire people on a consulting basis, um, and that and then uh, your hope is that you're going to be developing relationships with people over a period of working with somebody on a consulting basis makes it right. easy when you decide to hire them to hire them. And I I recommend that people do the same thing with DPs. You know, I say you know if you're gonna if if you're gonna develop artwork for your stuff, you should hire work, get your DP to work with the. Um, Absolutely. The storyboard artist for to create two or three of the key scenes or four of the key scenes illustrate, because nothing's going to sell your film your film better than something that's actually created for your film instead of just something that, because uh, a lot of times what people try to do is take stuff from other films and I I think that it misrepresents the film that you're actually trying to produce right mm-hmm. I'm not trying to produce Dirty Harry so using right. footage from Dirty Harry is stupid. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I agree. I agree. And and mm-hmm. um, you know the other thing is I say don't don't just go oh I can't I can't you know if you mm-hmm. want to have a discussion with me and find out well how can we work together and here's what our budget is and here's what we're trying to achieve I mean it mm-hmm. can go from um you know a, a small budget film to to the highest you know it's like but mm-hmm. if you don't have that discussion how do you know mm-hmm. how we can work together you know I mm-hmm. think that there's a lot of assumption that goes on on, on sometimes you know and it's well, like, I also think I also think like documentary filmmakers are kind of the worst in that way. It's like documentary filmmakers a lot of times don't seem to understand they're making a movie, so they wouldn't. E- a lot of times they wouldn't absolutely. even realize that they could reach out to you and say, "Look, I need locations." Absolutely. Because I I have to interview people and I need good locations. Yeah, I mean, 
I don't know for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, locations, um, mm-hmm. uh, there's the, craft service. I mean, I've done, I, I did a web series, right? That, mm-hmm. that, uh, we want to, we actually won a, a daytime Emmy and, and, um, I did that for, for them, but I also said, Hey, uh, who's, you know, what are we doing about a crew party? You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I helped with the crew party. You know, I, I don't forget. I mean, you got to think outside the box. This is product placement. This is like totally true. They want to know that your food's out there. The craft service. You know, I you can get there's crew, crew there's stuff you can do for your craft service guy to help him cut his budget. Um, there, every department has may have have something they can discuss. I mean, I've done mm-hmm. uh, outside the box. I've done I've done. You know, there's some things too that people ask me about, like. I can also get you deals on things, and I can't necessarily get them to do flooring for free. I have done that. I've gotten mm-hmm. wood flooring before an entire. I got the entire wood flooring once, and 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 I'm telling you that was that was just a, you know, a, a, a get that was like, wow, are you kidding me? And that was a cold call, but and and I'm not saying that that, that that's doable again. But what I can do is say, hey, these guys are on a budget. What what kind of deal can you cut them? Well, it's always so, it's always different kinds uh, of opportunities, right? I mean, that's the thing is yeah. it's. it's you know, you just don't yeah. know what's out there until you actually start looking. And especially if you're an independent filmmaker, you could do something for that foreign company. There's something you could do. There might be a way mm-hmm. that you can, you know, figure that out. So, and that's what I do. I figure it out and I say, hey, how about this? How about this? How about this? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, yeah. So, is it is it the case that I think my I think a lot of people have the misconception that product placement and brand integration is only possible for things that are sort of family friendly but you just mentioned the fact that some people do want to be in horror films and some people do want to be oh absolutely i i think i've done i've I've done a horror film i've done you know uh, i did csi new york you know that's true they 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 you know there were a couple brands that were like i go they they're gonna injure this person with that they're like okay i mean (laughs) you just don't know Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's it's um, it's my job to to um, talk to the brand, um, let them be honest with them. My honesty is my policy. That's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you exactly. You know, is, is there a way that we can get around this? Is there something we can do with the brand to get around that, or talk to the filmmakers and say, well, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you never know what a person's going to come back and say. You just have to be clear and honest with them and get the, your paperwork in order, mm-hmm. and then you know, here we go. You know, well, that's, so, it but, sounds. It sounds like you know, particularly as the budgets get high, as a budget for a film gets higher and higher and higher, people should. I mean, it's crazy not to think about brand integration, and especially since you can help people get locations, which every single film needs. That's or like the bu- budgets are getting cut. You know, you know, budgets mm-hmm. are getting cut. Or departments are if they're getting cut, and they they want help, and it's a relief to them to. Um, I've worked on projects where people are like, no, 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 and then they're like, all right, finally, yes, and then they're like, oh my gosh, uh, we would use you on everything again. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, it's like, look, we're, we're starting a new relationship here and I get that, you know, but mm-hmm. just you, trust me, you know, later on it's, you know, I've never had anybody come back and go, well, that, I shouldn't have done that. Or that was, a, I think it's just, know, I think it's just a new thing. People, it's, it's it like, is. A, it's Absolutely. a new thing and there's not a lot of people that do it. So they don't understand that it's an option. Can you yeah. talk for a few minutes about, um, uh, so how do you have people reach out to you? We're going to in a minute we're going I'm going to ask people to give me their questions. But I okay. um if you could tell me for a few, uh, how people you want people to reach out to you. You yeah. have pattypelton.com right. with a an i. 
Is that where you want people to go? or? Yes, pattypelton.com with an I, and, and my website will come up. It'll say product placement clearances website. Um, that's my website. Uh, it's got contact information. Um, in, in fact, somebody contacted me today from my from my website. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm on IM, IMDb. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, yeah, that's a good way. Um, if they go to my website, they can see some of the projects I've done. They can see people who I've worked with, who I have quotes on there. I have mm-hmm. uh, shows that I've cut, you know, the then you know cut and save them money and on their budget and it's got a gallery and pictures and everything so yeah very cool. kind of gives them an idea yeah cool so um let me just uh, i i'm going to check to see if there's any questions but just as a reminder okay um i'm just i'm going to remind the people listening if you have any questions that you want to make sure get answered um go ahead and send me an email at nancy.fulton at yahoo.com and i'll go ahead and i'll check right now to see um what i've already received okay cool So the first question, I think we've already answered, but it's, um, they ask, do you work on an hourly basis or do you get paid by week? Does that, is it, and I I think you said that at the beginning when you're first consulting with people on their screenplay, it would be like an hourly kind of deal. But if, whenever you roll into production, do you get paid by the week because you're constantly there or is or do you still get paid um, hourly? How do you normally it, handle that? for Yeah, it itself? really, it really depends on, on the project and the, the, the difficulty of the project. If it's a medical show or sci-fi, that's that's different. I mean, if it's an independent sci-fi, then let's think outside the box on that. But um, I get paid if I'm on the show itself. If I'm on, say, you know, CSI New York, I get paid weekly as part of the show, and I'm right when I you're in a television weekly. project. When you're, but not necessarily yeah. when you're in a film project. Is, is... No, not necessarily on a film. What I, what I, and it could be a TV show. I've done this too. As I, I. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get a weekly uh, 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 that that they pay me, and and it mm-hmm. slowly goes down as 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 far as it, it gets to a point where they're like, okay, we've got all of our product placement. It's slowly trick. Now mm-hmm. we're getting to the nitty gritty, and and then I come back in to do. Um, if they have to call me, then I go look. Uh, uh, call me. I can. Um, if there's something that changes script, and something you need advice on, then you could just pay me my daily rate. When we're not continuing to work together and then I come in and get paid a weekly to come and I have to help you wrap out your show because I have to make sure all that stuff gets back and it gets mm-hmm. back and and back to the right place and then I'm talking to your people or I'm there helping your people get that stuff all back to where it needs to go so there's a, there's that too there's a few weeks of wrap I put in there as well but it's usually a weekly mm-hmm. uh, pay and when um, you do the when you're working on um, a film and you, you're you're using a particular location when you help people set up a location. Are you on mm-hmm. set when um, sort of helping out the location manager um, when they're shooting on that particular location? Uh, I'm not sure. Can you repeat that, Nancy? So, like, if I if if I work with you to get um, access to a coffee shop where I'm going to be shooting uh-huh. for three days, will you be at the coffee shop too to make sure that that I and the coffee shop and the I as the producer and the coffee shop are in alignment? Absolutely. Or is that or do you just instruct no. the set the first AD on what the rules are? If it's local, if it's local and I'm here, I I I go, you know, I go to to make sure everything's good and copacetic. I mean, I always do. Like when I had also just this is just on a side note when I had robots and things like that, um, 
you know, some of the stuff just gets shipped in and that's fine. But if it's something like that, I go, I meet the guy that's bringing the robot. I've talked to him on the phone. I make sure he's on set. I make sure that the ADs have called him and given him a call time, that your technician is there so you're not left without a technician unless you mm-hmm. feel comfortable doing it. So I like to be hands-on and go to, to things and make sure that the brand's being taken care of, you know, because the brand's not always going to be, they can't always be there to see what's happening. So I actually, for Daddy's Home too, uh, was flown to Boston to coordinate uh, an empty airport and um, to help coordinate kiosks that brands were bringing in and building and bringing into set. And I actually, because I was able, you know, they flew me there obviously, but I flew there to, meet and greet and say, hey, you know, is everything mm-hmm. okay with everybody? So, yeah, I, I, I absolutely love to do that. Cool. If I can. So if, and you just answered the next question we got, which is do you work outside California? So you, you're not you're comfortable. If I need a horse ranch in um, uh, Atlanta, uh, Georgia, and I, you're, and I, and I um, engage you and I say, look, you know, is there a horse ranch that wants to um, – have this, you know yeah. have product placement because the story is all about horses and it's all about a girl and a uh-huh. horse and how much you know and you can reach it's the kind of out, a kind of outreach that you could do. Oh, absolutely! I did. Um, Home Sweet Hell was uh, in New Orleans and I wasn't even there for that shoot. I was I was here, but I mm-hmm. eventually they flew me there so that you know just just kind of so I can come and go and meet everybody on the crew and and you know see them. That was part of our deal, but. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I can work. I can work from here. I don't have to be there too. It's it's uh, it's something I can do from here and, and coordinate with their people, mm-hmm. their crew, and everything. And and um, mm-hmm. so you can you can when it's appropriate if it, if you if it's necessary for you to be there, you don't mind flying there. But but in terms of you can cut deals nationwide is what you're saying. I could cut deals nationwide. I mean, I don't just fly there unless I'm you know they fly me there to go to the set to to see what's going on if it's part of my deal. But yeah, I can do. Do what I do from anywhere. That's that's the beauty of it. I've done projects that, like I said, Daddy's Home Two was in Boston. You know that is really cool. Well, you're, yeah. that's that's amazing. So uh-huh. we have a, a question um, sure. from uh, someone oh, who. Oh, by asked, the way, Mission mm-hmm. Impossible was in was in England and Paris. So really, <laughs> same. Yeah. No, I mean, it's just, I was just yeah. I didn't want to ask, but I, I, it makes sense to me that you would actually work worldwide because. The, if the media is being shot in the UK, there's no, and it's going to need product placement. There's no reason why you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't make a deal for them. It doesn't really matter right. to you where the stuff's going. Well, there, you know? it's also the preferred thing. I mean, obviously that was a big budget, so they can ship things and stuff like that. But, but, but um, th- there's also some. There might be a company that's based in England that says, yeah, and and I'm saying that their deal. Just to let you know, they're clearance issues and product placement things it's different in Europe so uh, well you'd have really, to work with an expert that's local to that particular country but the point is in terms of getting absolutely. the equipment there that's a different or getting yeah, the equipment or whatever I had I like we had a brand that you know I had a medical brand that that um what had a brand you know I called them and they said oh we have a UK distributor and the guy literally filled up the truck and drove it over to the set wow. and dropped off all the equipment you know it's like that's so, very yeah. cool Mm-hmm. So we have a call. We have a question, um, and I'm going to sort of break one of my rules and actually use his name because I think it's an interesting question and it's mm-hmm. uh, relevant. Um, mm-hmm. He says I'm an. His name is Jack Storms, and his website mm-hmm. is jackstorms.com. He says I'm an artist, and my work was used in Guardians of the Galaxy. They found me, and I want to repeat this opportunity, but I have no idea how to be proactive. And that kind of brings up the question of if there are people, if there are um, small companies or brands 
Like, let's mm-hmm. say I work with a lot of people that, that develop apps, and here's an artist. I, I work if if somebody wants to be working more closely with the entertainment industry in order to mm-hmm. provide props and or in order to provide um, um, apps or provide other or locations or other resources, mm-hmm. can they reach out to you to say that their stuff's available? Um, absolutely. And, and you know, here, Jack Storm, hello, because I talked to your friend today, uh, mm-hmm. a, a friend of his, uh, Nico, mm-hmm. I, I believe Fitzgerald, and um, uh, they should just, they should call me because it's not, I'm not the PR firm. I can mm-hmm. I can guide them on on a way to get more exposure. If number one they want to um, uh, uh, go to a, a firm and, and 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 work with them or whatever. I mean I when I work, what happens with me is um, if I'm doing a project and I know you exist and you've reached out to me, I never say I always am open to everything and people approach me with because I don't know when that that I'm going to get a call from a producer who's doing a movie and they're like, it's sci-fi. We want to look sci-fi and Maybe Jack, you know, maybe he has something that. Oh, I just talked to this guy the other day. That, and then I give him the pictures and say, "Is this something you guys would be interested in?" You know, working with him or having we're putting this product in there somewhere. I mean, because I mm-hmm. do the research too. I I research like out there to see what's out there all the time, and mm-hmm. I have people approach me all the time with, "Hey, I, you know, I have a barbecue sauce and I'm a." barbecue guy and I want to get my barbecue sauce out there so you know it's it, it, when I work that's how I do it there's you know it's there's all kinds of ways to get yourself out there in the entertainment and um uh, or if you have a friend you know who has a feature to say hey I've got this product is it something you, you think you guys would would want and um he signs off he signs off on the release saying yeah so it's okay for them to use it and I need to get this that back whatever I sent you but yeah you can use it you know that's really cool. So, so if somebody, for example, has um, this is a weird thing, but I've known people who were part of Ren Fair, you know, so they were the kind of people who created costumes and, oh. and it, including knives and stuff and staffs and oh. all kinds of crazy uh-huh. equipment that people uh-huh. were using in Ren Fair. And they were they kept trying to say, I really wish I could work in the entertainment industry. I really want to. I have all this stuff, you know. I have, uh-huh. you know, all these blades that I'd really like to make them available to films, but they could never find a way in. It sounds like if they'd known you, they could reach out and go, you know, next time you run into somebody who needs these kinds of resources, connect them to me because I have a lot of them. Yeah, I mean, it helps me because the more people I know, too, I mean, it's a two-way street, the more I can, you know, um, um, kind of, you know, I have other resources. If any, As much as I can get in my Rolodex, is fantastic. The other thing is sometimes, you know, you want to, there are PR companies that will also rep your product out there for a fee, you know. Um, and uh, those are some of the companies I work with because I have to reach out to these companies because they may have, hey, we've got this product, this product, this product, this product, and I'll call the PR agency and say, hey, it's Patty Pelton, and, you know, um, we were wondering if we could use your product for blah, 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 and they say, oh, we happen to rep them. Or they'll reach out to me and say, look, this is who we're repping right now and send me a list of the people they rep and say, mm-hmm. any interest in any of this? And I'll go, yeah, I need that, that, and that, you know. Well, that's so. amazing. That sounds like, uh-huh. so, well, that gives me a lot of ideas because I um... – I'm just going to be I'm just going to be sending people all the time who want to break in because it's it's they if you think about it a good even just being able to say on your advertisement you know my you know my you know for Renfair you know my stuff was seen in this film mm-hmm. you know I mean just mm-hmm. being able to say you know my or my work has appeared in five films 
that's like that's a huge endorsement for a, the creative of a particular project product. Absolutely, right? and that there's a lot of ways that they, they can work together on this. I mean, you have to be careful if you're. I mean, obviously, you have to be careful if you're working with like someone like CBS. You don't want to. You have to be careful with that. You don't want to advertise them. But if you're an independent film that worked with, say, Jack, and he, you guys have an agreement that, hey, I'm going to lend you this, and hey, do you mind if I, you know, talk about your film on my website and as seen in this, you know? But again, you have to be careful. It depends on who you're dealing with to do that. But there are other things you can do, you know. Uh, you can talk maybe um, to and find out what else you can do. I know some other things that you can do to kind of you know, help each other out um, in addition, you know, besides just, hey, it's seen on this. You know, there's, a, again, you got to think outside the box. Everybody's got to. But if you're dealing with a CBS or Netflix or something, you know, you really have to make sure that you clear that with them. Just, you right. Know. But, I mean, there's all kinds of mom and pop, um, there's all kinds Absolutely. of mom and pop locations that, and mom and pop locations are great. So if, they're, if you're a mom and pop, uh, anything, you're the perfect mm-hmm. person because, you know, mm-hmm. you they're in a position to do a deal and, um, those are the people that you would want to work with. Well, and know? I also side on the, on the caution of um, if it is a mom and pop store, you know, I'm always really um, uh, careful with them as well to be very clear that, look, if you, you're a mom and pop store and you have a budget and you want to break in, you know, let's mm-hmm. talk about how much product you're going to spend. And, right. You know, I, in other words, yeah. there's, a cost, there's a cost for participating. You, if exactly. you use your store to shoot, you're not going to be in the store. <laughs> right for the, yeah. like those the, that two days because exactly. we're shooting. It's, yeah, we're shooting, and you know you have to know that you know um, if there if it's a freebie, and 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 I'm not saying that that every five minutes I'm I'm pulling in locations for for people. That mm-hmm. that is part of what I do. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's, it's a, again it's a think outside the box thing. I can call and say, what can you do for us? You know, I mean, mm-hmm. um, but like I said, you could have an empty space, and we can go. Hey, all right, so this brands not participating, but let's make it look like as much like a coffee shop as we can. I'll do the best I can. You may have to rent some things. You know, there no, may be some things that you have to rent, but. That's um, totally true. And I, I think it just occurred to me, it's so funny, you know, how you remember aspects of your life that you totally forgot. My uh-huh. dad owned this like three acre property out in Ventura County. And uh-huh. one day I was there and this guy drove up and uh, he was scouting locations for JAG. And he, uh-huh. he actually rented my dad's, um, uh, whole house and, oh, the, fantastic. and the grounds for like like five thousand uh-huh. dollars. We thought it was good money because we're just you know and we got to watch the movie shot. And they were so lucky because they got literally a week of shooting locations and we had places to park trucks and everything. Literally Absolutely. for five for mm-hmm. you know five k. We were all happy. Yeah. And it, it just occurred to me that was the person that did that thing. You mm-hmm. know that's the kind of thing you could do as well because it's like yeah. you know that's your location. Somebody, I would your location yeah. person would be. I would talk to your location person. Right. And exactly. Help you. If I can help you, I will. What, what, what right. And again, there's never with anything. There's never um, a, a, an absolute guarantee that. No, there's you're no gonna... guarantee. But it's a point. It's a point. Right. The point is that it's an option that Absolutely. a lot of people don't even think about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And and then I guess um, the I guess the last question um, uh-huh. I had relates to somebody says so when you guys are putting together. Um, we, an in-kind donation is basically uh-huh. is that basically product placement in effect or um, like it's well, the same in, thing, in right? Kind don- in-kind donation to me right away sparks like we won't get that back. So <laughs> oh, I, get I it. would say, yeah, it is, it, it is, but it's like, you know, we're not just giving it to you to keep, you know, it's like a, a lot of the stuff has to go back. I mean, they, I get it. 
you know, even those empty bottles cost those PR people money. You know, because mm-hmm. because you have big PR companies, and then you have PR companies where it's just um, uh, uh, one person. They it's their company, and they don't have a budget. Say as the bigger PR company, so that's you know that's mm-hmm. why they've got to get their bottles back. Because people go empty bottles, and I go, well, they want them back. You know, right. I, I, what can I tell you? you no, know? I think it totally makes sense. If if yeah, especially if they're liquor bottles. I mean, we can't just go mm-hmm. around you know dumping out liquor in order to. I mean, how's that going to work out? Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so it's uh, it, it's uh, my job is to keep everybody uh, calm. You know, to, <laughs> it really is. It's part of my job. Is just like, don't worry, it's going to happen. You know, we're going to make this happen. I mean, you know, it, or hey, it hasn't shown up yet. Okay, let's go to option two. You know, maybe there was a shipping problem, or you know, mm-hmm. that stuff happens sometimes. You know, it's like, how do I know it's going to be here? I said, I will tell you ahead of time if it's going to make it, so that you know, go to plan B. Because it is not a perfect, you know, science either. You right. Know? Well, but that's but also they have you on. One of the reasons you're on board is to actually particularly keep track of just that thing. So you're not dumping yeah. it on the location manager or dumping it on the prop guy. It's your job right. to chase that stuff around. And so that's something that's something that nobody has to worry about because you're just going to take care of it. And yeah. If a and different if arrangement did, has to be made, you just make that. You know. Yeah. And if I have I find this location and I'm working as a location person, I just go look. You have to get them all the paperwork and the releases because that's. Mm-hmm. That's your thing to do. I don't have that that paperwork. I only but you have... don't need it, right? You no. Just, but but you are there. If, um, but you are um, there the facilitate... person who can help them find that resource. Exactly. exactly. Right. Yeah. So the um, I think that kind of covers all the information that we were going to cover tonight. Mm-hmm. If you could um, review just one more time your website information, and sure. then if you want to provide an email address or a phone number that people can reach you on. Uh, as well, you can, but you don't have to if you'd just rather have them go to your website. No, that's fine. It's uh, it's Patty with an I, pattypelton.com, and they can go to my website. They can email me at pattywithanai.pelton at gmail.com. That's pattywithanai.pelton at gmail.com. I'm always open to having discussions about what it is that you 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 have budgeted or what you you don't have or how high it is or you know there's always a room for discussion. So mm-hmm. yep. that's a, that's amazing. Well, yeah. it's been a tremendous honor. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us tonight. My pleasure. Take care. Good night. Have a nice evening. Bye. You too. Bye. Bye. All right. Thank you, everyone, for taking the time to listen to the call. If there's anything I can do to make your life better, I hope you reach out to me, and I look forward to hearing from you.